Hey, it's me, Kayla White, the host of Valley 101. Out of an abundance of caution, almost everyone in our newsroom will be working from home for the next few weeks. That means we're away from our studio and our usual recording equipment, so you might notice that our podcast sounds a little different because of that, but it's not stopping us. We'll still bring you new episodes every week. Thank you for listening. Welcome to Valley 101, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com where we answer the questions you ask about Metro Phoenix. I'm your host, Kayla White. In case you haven't heard me say it before, I'm a proud graduate of Arizona State University. So proud, in fact, I used to give tours of the school. I bring that up for a reason. I'm not just throwing out some random trivia. If you're an ASU grad like me, then odds are you've got a sweatshirt or a bumper sticker or something with Sparky the Sun Devil on it. Despite our familiarity with Sparky, there are so many rumors about its origins. One rumor is that Sparky the mascot was created by a Disney animator. I heard that all the time on tours. But is that true? This question, submitted by Ben McCrawley, drove producer Maritza Dominguez deep into ASU's history. But each time she found something out, another question or mystery popped up. So let's dive in. Imagine an Arizona State University game. You've got the fans all dressed up in maroon and gold, You've got the band and the spirit squad pumping up the fans. And then you've got the iconic ASU mascot, Sparky, the Sun Devil. People love Sparky. Take, for example, freshman student Rebecca. Yeah, Sparky's cool. cool. Like, I'm in the marching band, so like having Sparky at the football game, sometimes he'll like come over to us right before we go on, and it's so cool. And he like waves at you, and you're like, oh my god, Sparky waved at me! Yeah. And you get to take a picture with him, and it's cool. The emblem of Sparky is plastered on every piece of merchandise. His mischievous smile and turned-down eyebrows are familiar to most in the Valley, but ASU wasn't originally known as the Sun Devils. Before they were even ASU, they were the Tempe Normal School, and then Arizona State College. And with it came mascot changes. We really go back to the Bulldogs of 1922, um, and there were, in fact, two live Bulldogs who served in this role starting in the early 1920s uh, until 1946. This is Rob Spindler, the library archivist at ASU. And so from 1922 to 1946, Arizona State College Athletics were known as the Bulldogs. So the story goes that in 1946, uh, football boosters were a little bit concerned about using the name Bulldogs. Uh, there were uh, there were other universities that uh, used that name for their sports teams. In fact, according to a Grand Canyon University analysis of NCAA Division I mascots, the Bulldog is the most common. So there was some forward thinking here on the part of the football boosters. So how did Arizona State College come up with the Sun Devil mascot? There's a story about the former uh, track coach uh, running along the banks of the Salt River and seeing a dust devil. At the time, there was a booster organization for the athletics department called the Sun Angels, and they met to come up with a new mascot. Walter Craig, a member of the booster club, was inspired by the track coach's story 
and suggested changing the mascot to the Sun Devils. It's turned out that Walter Craig uh, knew a man named Berkeley Anthony. Berkeley. Yes. In case my audio was a little low in that clip, I asked Rob to clarify if it was Bert or Burke Anthony. And this was just the first mystery I encountered. I couldn't find much on Bert Anthony, but Burke Anthony... Well, a single letter changed the story, and it was the tipping point in discovering the connection between Sparky and Disney. And this discrepancy made me curious about the life of Burke Anthony. Why was something as simple as his name a mystery? So I went digging. Berkeley Anthony uh, was formerly an artist for the Disney Studio in California. Berkeley worked at the Disney Studios in the 1930s and early 1940s. You can see Berkeley's work as an artist and writer in an obscure movie called The Reluctant Dragon. Yes, you see, before they can cartoon an animal, they have to have some idea what the real thing looks like. That's not bad, Ken. I try to get more comedy into it, more cartoon feeling. The black and white movie follows a man who sneaks onto Walt Disney Studios. His goal is to convince Mr. Disney to create a short animated film of the children's book by the same name. The film features many of Disney animators of the time, and it pulled back the curtain on how animated films were made. However, soon after the movie was released in 1941, the animators went on strike. Nearly half of the studio's art department had walked out. The animators at Walt Disney Studios were in the middle of organizing a union. Walt Disney refused to recognize their union, so the frustrated illustrators took to the picket lines with signs. One cardboard cutout portrayed Mr. Disney as the dragon from the film with the words, The Reluctant Disney, written on it. I'm not sure if Berkeley Anthony was an active participant in this strike, but I find the protest sign that draws on his illustrations curious. I'm also not sure what his employment status was. I don't know if he was impacted by the strike, but I discovered something else. Shortly after working on The Reluctant Dragon for Disney, Burke fought in World War II. Still, this discovery raised yet another mystery. I couldn't tell if the animator enlisted in the army voluntarily or if he was drafted, so I looked into this. Searching the National Archives of Records Administrations for World War II veterans, I found only one record of a Berkeley Anthony. The dates match up. His enlistment was in Los Angeles on May 21, 1941. The terms of his enlistment say that he was to serve a three-year period, but they don't say if he ended up serving a shorter or longer period than that. And they don't mention where he served. In 1946, after the war, Walter Craig and his fellow boosters wanted a new mascot, and they had this idea for a sun devil. Craig arranged to make a contract with Anthony to draw the first Sun Devil emblem, uh, which was presented to the student body later in 1946, and the student body uh, voted and adopted the emblem. And so they officially changed their mascots from the Bulldogs to the Sun Devils. So we had this beautiful uh, uh, Sun Devil with a pitchfork and a pencil mustache and a, and a sun corona behind him that constituted the, uh, the early emblem for the Sun Devil. 
Many folks have pointed to the similarities between Walt Disney and Sparky. I asked Rob if this was true that Sparky was designed after Mr. Disney, but he said it's more of an urban legend. Um, you know, the pencil-thin mustache and the way the smile is presented and uh, certain aspects of the facial features could remind you of Walt Disney. This isn't the only urban legend about Sparky's origin. There's also a rumor that Burke was an ASU grad. Turns out that's not true. Rob checked the ASU alumni directory and found no record of him. This is where Burke Anthony's connection with ASU ends. According to newspaper articles from the Oakland Tribune, in 1959, he killed himself. But the work Burke did for ASU is a cherished part of the school's tradition today. There's a, a lot we could learn if there were more records available that told us more of the detail of the story. Um, but uh, Sparky's a great symbol for ASU and very unique and uh, regionally uh, significant uh, symbol for uh, the institution. Soon after the emblem was created of Sparky, he came to actual life, with student Dick Jacobs first putting on the Sparky costume. And he would perform uh, uh, feats of daring gymnastics on the football field at halftime. Uh, one of the things he was known for was um, he built a rig that enabled him to attach a four-legged chair to one of the goalpost uprights. And he would actually climb up the goalpost and perform handstands and uh, positions at the top of the goalpost. He created a legacy that current Sparkies are trying to continue. To understand how his legacy continues, I had to go to his quote-unquote manager. Uh, my name is Tony Graylinard. I'm the special events coordinator and uh, Sparky manager here at Arizona State University for Sun Devil Athletics. I talked to Tony because I wanted to know how a simple drawing of a cartoon devil created this enormous love for Sparky. Having, you know, generations of Sun Devils grow up knowing and loving and watching Sparky um, has really made him kind of what he is today. As he manages current Sparky mascots, he hopes to get back to the athleticism of Dick Jacobs, but realizes it's harder to do that now than before. Well, we love to have somebody like that again. Obviously, our hands are a little bit more tied with um, insurance and things like that. So those kind of stunts wouldn't really be allowed as much nowadays. But uh, yeah, we would, we would love somebody like he was back in the day. But athleticism isn't the only thing Tony is looking for in a Sparky. Um, but it's more about your willingness and attitude more, uh, more than your, I guess, talent, because we can kind of fix being nervous in front of a crowd. Sparky not only shows his face at sporting events, but you might be able to catch him at community events like Pat's Run or the Larry Fitzgerald softball tournaments. And you can even book him for private events as well. But that also includes outside events, um, such as weddings or birthday parties or graduation parties. Um, when, has anyone actually requested him for a wedding? I'm just curious to know what that was all, like. All the time. Um, it's, it's based on availability if he's able to attend, but we get a lot of alumni requests for Sparky for weddings. Um, and from what I've heard, they're pretty fun. And at most of the time, they're pretty late. But... Um, if we have guys who are available, we'll definitely make it out there for a wedding. For Tony, Berkeley Anthony created an icon in the valley. 
And so Sparky to me is just someone who's a lovable figure who represents the best in the university um, and who kind of motiv motivates me not only to, I guess, attend games, but kind of cheer on my team and be kind of the best version of a student like he would want me to be. Tony hopes that Sparky can become one of the best college mascots around. Um, and hopefully we continue to grow that history and make Sparky more iconic over time. It's true that Sparky was created by a Disney animator, but he wasn't a Disney animator at the time. You can't really confirm that Sparky was created in the image of Walt Disney. Personally, I don't see it at all. Let us know what you think by tweeting us at Valley101Pod. Well, that's it for today. Thanks to Maritza for this incredible look at Sparky's history. As a University of Arizona grad, I'm sure it wasn't easy for you. Oh, and one courtesy note. In this episode, you heard audio from American Experience PBS and Walt Disney Studios. If you have more questions about how Metro Phoenix is changing, submit them to us at valley101.azcentral.com. And if you're a new listener, remember you can go back and listen to old episodes. Let us know what you think by leaving us a rating or review on your podcast listening app. As always, thank you for listening to Valley 101, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com. See you next week. <laughs>